Yes, us. Welcome to the Kefi Life Podcast. My name is Kiki Vale, and I'll be your guide to creating a life of Ola Kala, all is well. Together, we'll get back to the basics, and we'll explore fresh new ways to flourish in mind, body, and soul the Greek way. You can look forward to interviews, stories, essential self-care strategies, recipes, and actionable takeaway Ola Kala moments. This is going to be so much fun. Let's get going. Bam it. Our Lexi for today is epiviosi, epiviosi or survival. Traveling can get uncomfortable if you're not prepared. And what happens? You could transition into survival mode. How do you avoid epiviosi and achieve easy? Plan, plan it out. Do a little research, become acclimated before you arrive at your destination as to avoid that fight or flight mentality and achieve a memory worth making. Eleolado, olive oil, has been celebrated in the civilized world for millennia, nearly eternal. The oil of this fruit has been more than just food to the cultures of the Mediterranean region. It's been medicinal, ceremonial, sacramental, and the foundation of great wealth and power. It is safe to say that olive oil is the ethos, the essence of Greek culinary culture. Today, the priceless and life-giving ingredients of this liquid gold can be delivered to you when you purchase your premium bottle of Kefi Life Extra Virgin Olive Oil from the region my parents were born, the Peloponnese. The coveted Koroneki olive is extensively cultivated here in the southern part of Greece, which offers the unique microclimate needed to grow a fruit netting the utmost nutrient value for extra virgin olive oil. Kefi Life Extra Virgin Olive Oil, a boundless amount of value, high in antioxidants with anti-inflammatory properties linked to good mood and improved mental health. Get your bottle of wellness today when you visit kefilife.shop. Thank you for joining us on Kefi Life, the podcast where we try to harmonize the mind, body, and spirit the Greek way, but it's kind of like a broad scope. We always have the intention of um, that harmony and feeling good about oneself and the whole person. And part of that for me, Kiki Vale, is adventure. I love adventure. I love travel. I love immersing myself in a new culture. I love to learn. And as a matter of fact, education in a book or in a school is critical, I think, but even more so is to simulate it or to be in the environment. You can just learn so much about yourself. I think that travel can change your life, your energy, your attitude, and reconnect you with purpose. So today we're going to reconnect with a guest, a fabulous guest, Mina Agnos, who is the president and co-founder of Travel Live, an award-winning travel agency that has just grown leaps and bounds. She was here before, and today she's going to help us with survival guide to having the best trip, kind of like the tips and the tricks. Mina, welcome back. Thank you. I'm so happy to be back. Oh, you were so full of information. You like our last interview, I just wanted to like hop on a plane and get out of here. <laughs> I feel like that every day. I totally understand. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, speaking of that, we are going to talk today mostly about like the survival guide, survival guide to best tips, but is there someplace you are well-traveled, but is there someplace you haven't been on the planet that you're just dying to get to? So I am planning to visit Hong Kong and Thailand in January. And that's a place I've never been. So I'm pretty excited about it. Um, I do compare everything back to Greece. And to date, nothing has come. I mean, Egypt came kind of close um, in terms of the history and, and culture. But um, yeah, that's what I'm excited to do. <laughs> oh, that'll be fun. How long will you be there? I don't know yet. It's At this point, it's not a firm plan. I'm, I'm more of a last minute planner, but um, it's, it's, it's crystallized in my mind that it's happening. <laughs> one, um, one place that I've wanted to go and 
experience are the pyramids in Egypt. Have you been? Fantastic. I have been. Yes. Um, Egypt is one of the destinations that we service. And, you know, it's, I, everywhere that I travel to, um, you know, being having grown up in, in, you know, Kansas City like you, all of my vacations were to Greece. I never got to go to Disney. I never got to go to Rome until I was an adult and could go there by myself. And I always felt like I was missing something. And when I did get to the point where I was old enough to travel and pay for my own trips and got to go to other places, I always thought, oh, this is amazing, but, you know, it's not Greece. <laughs> Um, and I would say Egypt and the pyramids were kind of the first time where it was like, oh, you know, here, there, there really is something special here. And uh, this does have something to say next to Greece. I love it. So, yeah, the pyramids are truly spectacular. Egypt has some really, really incredible sites and some really ancient history like the Greeks do um, that uh, is, is, you know, and incredible stories. So it's, it's, it's a magical place. It truly is. And I'm, I'm like you, like I'm super partial to Greece, not only because my parents were born and raised there, but really because of all that it offers. Now, today we're going to talk about survival tips with um, Survival Guide to the Best Trips. But firstly, before we do that, for the folks that missed the first episode, kind of fill us in on your background and what makes you an expert, if you will. Uh, your business, Travel Live, tell us a little bit about it. So I really started as a travel advisor after being a traveler for you know quite some time, and uh, I found that I really enjoyed being part of these life-changing experiences for people. I love to travel. I love to meet new people, meet new destinations, um, and, and really get to know cultures. And I found that having a, a, a career where I get the opportunity to share that with other people is, I mean, it's truly amazing. It's like I never really have to do work. <laughs> So um, I've, I've been selling travel since 2001. Um, you know, my business was founded then, and uh, it's, been, it's been a lot of changes, a lot of traveling, a lot of new destinations, and a lot of fun since then. And you were educated in New York and in Greece. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I started, um, yeah, I started university in, in the U.S., and I ended up going to Greece as a study abroad. And after my first week there, I knew that I wasn't leaving and I transferred and, and stayed and I graduated university in Greece. And during that time, I was traveling the islands. Um, my classes were Tuesdays, Thursdays, so I had long weekends. And in the summers, I would work on, on islands like Mykonos and, and just really enjoy life. And then I knew I wanted to be in tourism. I came back to New York City. I got my master's at NYU in tourism and the rest is history. <laughs> So you have some hands-on combined with formal education. Wow, that is packing a lot of punch there. Let's get into this interview about surviving for a trip abroad or any vacation. Um, first of all, let's talk about the approach and the mindset for traveling out of the country. Can you like share what you believe we should be thinking? Yeah, I think that more than anything, patience at this time is really important. There's so many issues with airlines and delays and, and you know, even still a few lingering COVID policies that we have to deal with. Um, so just being patient and understanding that everybody's working really hard and a lot of companies are very short-staffed, um, it, it really, you know, is meaningful to those people who are working so hard to, to have clients and, and people coming who are more patient. Um, I think that keeping an open mind in terms of where you're from and where you're going, um, you know, sometimes we do see travelers who, you know, believe that it's like the 1950s where in the U.S. we have refrigerators and everywhere else they don't. And that's truly not the case. I mean, we are in a modern society and a modern culture around the world. And I think that um, going in with the best intentions and a really open mindset and being open to what comes at you, um, especially now where there's so much divisiveness, kind of not just in our country, but around the world. So having that openness to other experiences, people, cultures, um, and, and, you know, mindsets is, is really important when you're traveling. 
Anything you want to say about passports? Anything we should know or remember? Yes, you should always check your passport before you start travel planning. You want to make sure that your passport is going to be valid for at least six months following your travel. Um, I think post-COVID, a lot of people missed this. And uh, we did see several people who kind of on the days before they were traveling realized that their passport was not going to be valid to get them where they needed to go. So always check and make sure that you've got at least six months left on your passport. And um, if not, even, you know, several months prior, start that renewal process. When we're traveling abroad or anywhere for that matter, what well, mostly abroad, what are some things that people need to consider or know before like about booking ahead of time? You know, I think it's really important to have your services planned ahead of time. I don't think there's anything worse. You know, I think here we've gotten really accustomed to using things like Uber and um, having access to stuff really easily on our phone. And it's not always as readily available when you're traveling in other countries. Um, You know, there is Uber around the world, but sometimes it's not available in certain areas around the world. So you want to make sure you have things like transfers set up to get you to your hotels. Um, You know, if you're looking for guides, set that up beforehand because you're not going to find the best options once you get there. You're going to be using what's left. So having as much planned ahead of time is going to be the best way to travel. And, you know, even thinking about things like restaurant reservations, beach clubs, spa reservations, you know, working with an agent or, you know, somebody who can help you accommodate all those things. And, you know, you don't need to do the research. You know, people are there and they are specialists in these places and they can certainly help you with it. So, you know, TripAdvisor is not always your best friend because you don't know who's reviewing these things. So working with somebody who, you know, lives, works, operates in those destinations is definitely going to give you a better advantage over people who are trying to do the DIY. Well, that's what I admire about Travel Live is that your brands, because it says travel to Greece, travel to Croatia, travel mm-hmm. to Italy, that you mentioned in the previous interview, that those are experts or people from those countries that actually have a lay of the land. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, we work with clients and travel agents across the U.S. So, you know, there's there's so many there's so many resources available. And I think that, you know, especially as, as people are more comfortable doing a lot of things on their own, um, you know, a lot of times travel agents kind of don't get the um, the respect that they deserve. But truly, you know, we're in a business where we are a service professional the same way that, you know, you go to your hairstylist and you don't try to do your hair by yourself or, you know, you don't try to do the work that your lawyer does on your own. I mean, we truly are, are specialists and, and experts in our fields and can offer something that's really going to be unique and special for you. Previously, you were talking about the language. So like, let's say somebody was to go to China. I think Chinese would be kind of hard to learn. (laughs) What would you guide us or advise us about that, um, that difference and traveling there and not knowing the language? I think that learning phrases in the language of the country you're visiting is a really meaningful thing to do. I think that people who... um, who you interact with are going to find that um, it's really meaningful for them that you made a little bit of an effort. Um, In a lot of countries, English is spoken as a second language on a very good level. I mean, in Greece, uh, kids start from second grade mandatory and they can't graduate high school without speaking a good level of English. And you'll find many of them do speak um, as well as we do. (laughs) So it's it's really nice. But, um, you know, in other places, they don't. And especially if you're going somewhere a little more off the radar. So you do have tools like um, Google Translate and different kinds of apps. But um, certainly whenever you're traveling, learn a few phrases. I think it really will make a difference for you. Gosh, you know, that is really helpful to know. My husband and I are getting ready to take a trip to Israel. So I think I'm going to... Yeah, I think I'm going to learn a few phrases. I know shalom. Yes, shalom is good. Lechaim, yamas. <laughs> Ooh, look at you. 
Oh my gosh. I think, I think you can get by with those two words. <laughs> That's great. I'm going to have to learn it. Because you do show <laughs> an element of respect when you have attempted something in the right. culture of the country you're visiting. Oh my God, that's delightful. Um, okay, let's discuss currency and payments overseas. Okay, um, we are a very connected society now. Um, I know it used to be traveler checks and going to your bank and getting a lot of currency. You don't need to do that anymore. I think that the, the most important thing that you need to consider when traveling is to talk to your bank and make sure that your ATM card works overseas, that your credit cards work overseas, and that you're not going to be charged international fees. Um, and if you are, you need to work with them to ensure that that's not going to be the case on this trip or to get the right credit card that's going to work for you. So some cards or some banks might charge 3% just because you're abroad, and that can get very pricey. So that's, I think, my, my biggest tip. Um, you know, when you do want to exchange some money, I think when you arrive in a country, just $50, $100 so that you have enough for tipping is ideal. Um, and then whenever you need cash, um, ATMs are the best way to exchange money. You're going to get the best rate there as long as your bank's not charging you big fees for that. Um, and, you know, in doing so, you never need to carry large amounts of cash. Um, and then when using ATMs, I would just say use use international banks or use that country's national bank. So, you know, don't go to any just ATM that, you know, is something that's set up on the street. Use an HSBC, a Citibank, or, you know, a national bank of whatever country you're visiting so that you know that, you know, you're not going to have any issues going forward. Okay, here's a challenge I always have. Some people have it, some people don't. The smart people don't have this problem. <laughs> Packing and how to dress. I always overpack. I end up wearing a fourth of what I pack. Yes. So what could you tell us about that? Okay, so you lay everything out, you cut it in half, you do it again, and you cut that in half. You, Whoa! Yeah, that's what you do. And I think that if you can, and you probably can, travel with a carry-on, then do it because it's going to save you a lot of time and energy um, when it comes to things like lost luggage and waiting for luggage. Full disclosure, I do not travel with a carry-on, um, <laughs> but I, I admire people very much that do. <laughs> that do. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, oh. and I think it's really important to kind of consider where you're going. What are you doing? If you've got your, your itinerary and your services pre-planned, you know what you're going to be doing for the most part. I mean, I think things will pop up. But, um, you know, a lot of times when you're overseas, you're never going to need a heel that doesn't have a flat bottom ever, never. So take all of those out. Um, you should be able to get through a trip. And I say this and I, I maybe believe it and I maybe don't. Um, you're never going to need more than three pairs of shoes. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you can use more than three, but you don't yeah. need more than three. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. Wake up call. Exactly. And I, I think non-slip bottoms may, are, are really, really important in a lot of places too. So even consider it with, you know, your sneakers when you're, when you're touring or especially in places like Greece or in Egypt, where you have a lot of like the stone and the marble, um, you know, those are not all, it's very slippery and sneakers are not always the ideal shoe for something like that. So um, I think shoe selection is kind of the biggest deal for me. Um, you know, packing as lightly as possible and, and really considering what you're going to be doing. I mean, in a lot of places, you can get by with, um, you know, a bathing suit, a cover up, a couple of sundresses, um, you know, for the guys, you don't need sports jackets typically. Um, and in certain instances when you do, um, a lot of times they're available locally. Um, so I, I just pack as light as possible based on the destination that you're going to be visiting. But yeah, the half-half rule is, is definitely a good one. Incredible. I never thought about it that way. And I do generally right. tend to take my whole closet because I'm so excited. Yeah. And you just want to look your best and you want to sparkle right. and shine, but... You 
you don't need it. And, you know, the other thing too, to always remember is there is nothing there that you can't buy if you forgot. My mom used to say that. (laughs) Okay, it looks like I better take some money for the shopping. (laughs) Yeah, it's very true. It's very, very true. There's nothing that you can't get. (laughs) To your point though, I did get some, um, I don't know if they're called hiking shoes, but I did buy shoes with some good traction because we'll be doing a lot of rocky paths in in, uh, Israel um, with, Mm -hmm. they don't have like smooth pavements where we're going. So that is, I think that's an outstanding point that people need to consider wherever they're going. Right. Just have the right walking shoes. Yes, Okay, what about electronics and chargers and that kind of stuff? So when you are looking at your electronics, um, there's always a tag either hanging on the uh, the, the cord or on, on the back of the, like on your computer, somewhere on, on the somewhere on the outlet cover, it's going to show the voltage. So you want to make sure it's a 110 to 220 or 240, 110 to 240. And if it is, then that means that you're going to be, it's going to be usable in a lot of places. Um, Some things like hair products, um, like hair straighteners, curling irons, you don't need them anyway. But a lot of those are not compatible with overseas outlets. Um, So when you're traveling, most of of Europe um, has either the two prong, it's called a C outlet. So it's two circle prongs and you can just buy an adapter. And there are international adapters that will work kind of across destinations and, you know, multiple places. So something like that could be a good investment if you travel quite a bit. Um, but it's just making sure that whatever electronics you're taking are compatible, which all phones, computers and things, those would be. It's, it's typically the smaller items like hair items, which all the women are bringing, which I tell them not to. But <laughs> I understand they're important. Oh, yeah, just pull it back exactly. Right, exactly. Or you know what? You, you can usually get a curling iron or a flat iron for like twenty euros somewhere, <laughs> somewhere else, and leave it. So it, there, it's things are really easy to come across, and you know you don't necessarily need to go for shopping for supplies when you get there. But they're oftentimes pretty easy to gain access to in you know along the the course of wherever you're going anyway. Okay, good to know. Good to know. One thing I like to do when I travel um, is I well I love to learn not only from the people. Mm-hmm. And the experiences I have, but by the tours, I love history. So mm-hmm. when we were in Paris about six years ago, um, shoot, I should have called you. Next time I will. Um, but <laughs> we went, we went to, to Paris and we had this uh, tour guide at the Louvre. And mm-hmm. for us, it made all the difference because she pointed out things that I'm sure we would have missed, Mina. So what would you say about right. tours, guides, making sure I'm, I'm also a discerning critic when it comes to mm-hmm. having a tour guide. I really want to know that they exactly. know what they're talking about. You know, a lot of a lot of destinations now they have licensing programs. Um, so when you have a licensed guide, typically you have to be licensed in order to enter national archaeological sites, museums, and things like that. So that is the case in France. It's the case in Greece. Um, you know, Croatia has licensing. Egypt is really strict with their licensing. And in order to get it, you have to have a background in either history, archaeology, or some kind of a, a function that's really specific to the sites that you're seeing. So checking the accreditation I think is really important when it comes to selecting your guides. Um, it's also a good idea to avoid things like, you know, the Viators and the TripAdvisors, because oftentimes they're people who you can't really qualify. You can't qualify who wrote reviews for them. You can't qualify if they're a right guide for you. So working with somebody who has a great team of guides locally is really going to help you to ensure that you're getting the right expertise for you and the right interests that you want to be covering. So that's, I think, my, my best uh, recommendation when it comes to ensuring you've got good guides. And I would also say book early because if you wait until you get there, you're going to get what's left and the best guides will be booked, you know, before, before you arrive. Really helpful information. And that's, I was going to ask you next about, 
your agency and what you pride yourself on and what your agents pride themselves on as far as the services that you offer? Because a lot of people will say, oh, I can go online and do this by myself. For me, as I get older and I really, um, time is at of the essence, I really want to pack a lot into a short amount of time if I've only got a short amount of time. So kind of share with us why Travel Live stands out. So, you know, one of the things that we do is, you know, you find, I find a lot of clients that come and they say, oh, my friend stayed here. I saw this on TripAdvisor. And, you know, the, this, the secret to that is that your friend went to one place. TripAdvisor reviewer went to one place. Um, I have been to most of the, well, I've been to all the properties that we contract in, in most of our destinations. So, you know, somebody who went to one and reviewed one hotel is completely different than somebody who's been to 30 hotels and stayed in 30 hotels and reviewed 30 hotels. And that's one of the things that we do annually. So I do have a team of about 40 now in Athens. We do inspect all of our properties on an annual basis. So, you know, we really know what we're working with. And I think that knowing who the person is, where they're coming from, what their interests are, what their expectations are, really allows us to put the right person in the right hotel. And that's not something that your friends are going to do for you. <laughs> it's not something that TripAdvisor is going to do for you. So it's it's completely different, you know, having the expertise of, of, of somebody who has vetted their properties, who's vetted their guides, who has been working with the same drivers and guides for the past 20 years because I know that they're fabulous. Um, you know, and when we add new services or new guides or new hotels, we don't add them just because they're there. We add them because they go through a vetting process where we actually test them. We go on tours with them. You know, if they're family tours, we get our kids and we go on tours together. Um, you know, we try properties. And a lot of times when we inspect properties, we'll take family members too. So my daughter used to be one of our best hotel inspectors, you know, from when she was six years old. And, you know, now we've got a new group of kids, oh. yeah, that, that kind of come in and, and help us ensure that things are either family friendly or not. Um, so, you know, we've, we've really gone the extra, not just mile, the extra many, many miles um, to ensure that we know exactly what we're selling and why, you know, you should be booking that. So I, I think that when you are working with a professional that really understands their destinations, that's the kind of expertise you're going to get. And it's going to go a lot further than just, um, I like this hotel because I, I met the manager somewhere. <laughs> Or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you bring up a good point about families mm-hmm. because my children are grown now, but can you give us tips about traveling with families? So when you're traveling with families, I think that it's really important to ensure that everybody's needs are met. Um, you don't want to be on a trip where the kids are happy and the parents are like, I'm happy that my kids are happy, but this is not what I would like to be doing. Um, and you don't want the kids to be <laughs> bored and, and just like, oh, get me out of here. This is awful. So, you know, the goal is always <laughs> to try to find solutions to make sure everybody is happy and engaged. And, you know, we've been able to do that a lot of ways, which, you know, could be um, scavenger hunts tend to be really fun for kids with, um, you know, families with, with kids of different ages where, you know, you get a story and with that story, you get some clues. So, you know, an example is, you know, we had a family come and it was the, the Persians have invaded Greece and taken the statue of the ancient Athena and broken her into pieces. And your, your job family is to collect those pieces. And you're going to do that by solving these riddles when you get clues along the course of your trip. So, you know, having different hotels, uh, tour guides, and people just present them with clues and then giving them the resources that they need to find the solutions to whatever challenge, problem, question that is so that they can kind of all work together. And it becomes a fun bonding experience for everyone, but it's also a contest and who doesn't love winning, right? So, yeah. <laughs> so oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that. 
that's fun, but it's also educational. Like, I bet those are the trips for kids that they remember the country. They remember something about the history of that country. Exactly. Yes, we call it edutainment. And uh, it tends to do really well with, with kids that are younger. With the teenagers, we'll do more things that are kind of like Instagram bingo or, you know, do your TikTok dance at these sites. So, and, you know, they're on their phone anyway. So it's a good way to engage them. So something for every age. I love it. Okay. Tell me a little bit about your co-founder because you're the president and it says co-founder. Is that a man from Greece? It is a man from Greece. Yes. We still work really well together. We were married at one point um, (laughs) and and we're amazing partners. So yeah. I didn't know yes, that. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no worries. It's okay. No, it's, it's, oh my you gosh. Know, I married my business partner and it's been, you know, an amazing partnership and we have great kids together and a great business together. So it's, it's really oh, good. Wonderful. But yeah, he, um, he's a, a good visionary mind and I'm a good travel mind. And, you know, the two of us together make a really good team. Great combination. Excellent. And your, your team, as you said previously, is growing by leaps and bounds. And do you want to share yes. of your, any of your aspirations for Travel Live or anything that you're looking forward towards in the future? You know, I, I, I truly am in this because I believe in travel. I believe that travel connects humans. I believe it expands worlds. I believe that it, it provides memories that, you know, stay with you for your life. And I think that what we're doing is something that is very enriching in people's lives. Um, so, you know, my goal is, is to continue to grow this. I'd like to see new destinations. I'd like to see emerging destinations. Um, and I like to see cultures and people united across borders. I think that that's what's, you know, really going to make our world a better place. And especially now with so much divisiveness kind of all around and, you know, where so much, um, has happened in the past couple of years. I think that that's, that's something that we all re- need right now. I couldn't agree more. Mina Agnes, you have been so informational, so much fun. You've made this so something that we really should plan for in our <laughs> lives. And one thing that I would say in my experience in my life is that don't wait. Like, just don't wait for the perfect don't time. Just wait. come on, let's do this. I had a, uh, It was actually my niece who came to me and she's like, do you think that I should go take this trip to see my grandparents? And I said, do you have the time right now? Do you have the three days that you could really, you know, sneak away? Oh yeah, I think I could squeeze it in. Do it. Do it. And that's how I feel about travel. Exactly. You don't get, yeah, that's it. You you don't get your time back. You can make more money. You can't make more time. So I, I agree 100% that now is the time. And especially, you know, we've kind of seen what, what happened the last couple of years. Like this is the time. <laughs> This is the time. So in conclusion, you've been just dynamite. Give us a way for folks to get in touch with you at Travel Live so that hopefully they will reach out and plan Mm -hmm. the most memorable vacation. Great. Well, online, you can find us at travellive.com, which is one L T R A V E L I V E.com. And the email address is priority at travellive.com. You've been pure joy. I really appreciate it. Nice. Hola, hola. And you have yourself a fabulous rest of the year. Thank you so much, Kiki. You too. Stay right there. Up next, your weekly takeaway to keep it all as well. Hola, Kala. This Hola, Kala moment brought to you by the law offices of Liston and Centillus. Ranked number one by the Leading Lawyers Network since 2010. Taking care of all your real estate needs. Something I learned about packing for a trip, which involves short stays and lots of movement from destination to destination is organize your clothes with space bags. This is a genius idea. It's a big time saver and the volume of your items can be reduced up to 75%. The bags are airtight, reusable, and protect clothes for moisture and odors. Bingo. Want to be Ola with your wardrobe? Get organized with a very economical solution called 
space bags. Kiki Vale is the founder of Kefi Life. She is passionate about whole person wellness and living a fulfilled life. Her Kefi Life podcast is created to simply and naturally help you harmonize the mind, body, and soul the Greek way. Visit kefilife.com at kefilife365 on Instagram and check out Kiki Vale on LinkedIn and on Twitter. Join us again next time for more positive energy and inspiration on Kefi Life.